Like, it would be fucking sick if the Strokes had Tony Braxton as their lead singer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're thinking about it now. Yeah, I was kind of a little bit. I was trying to think, put it together. (laughs) Like, Tony Braxton, driest vocal, no reverb, no fucking nothing. (laughs) Yo, the beginning of the song is so. Good. I always li- really like this band's album art too. Yeah, it's cool, isn't Ooh. it? Yeah. Guitar harmonies. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of a break beat, but yeah. sounds kind of wimpy. Right. It's like the bass just pumping. It is. At 16th. Yeah. They just come out with a chorus. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good different move. for a band. Yeah, they're not doing that anymore. No. Like. And then this is also weird. Yeah. Going into a like a guitar solo mm-hmm. instrumental. This is a great guitar solo. Listen to that rhythm guitar. Oof. It's like it sounds like he's really beating the shit out of the guitar, but it sounds smooth. I know. That's kind of like the Strokes vibe, right? Like they sound like they're just these like cokeheads, just raging balls. But it feels groovy and smooth. Yeah. Uh, it's New York, man. Yeah, it's, it's, they were New York's band. Maybe I get it now. See, it's like when you listen with this more like open energy, and yeah. you're like thinking about what you're hearing. It's really cool what happens. Like this guitar playing is so great to me. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like when you talk about like a group of people operating as like fingers on a fist. Right. Like, that's a great example right. of like right. the best bands and the strokes too, because like even harmonically, it sounds like one instrument. You're, thank you. All, You're, right. The ti- You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we're really into this song. <laughs> that guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like, research what they mean, how they're recorded, why they're written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. Today we're going to get cool as fuck. New York City. New York City, man. It's New York City cool. Yeah. We're taking the 7 train to Jackson Heights. <laughs> That's not cool, though. It's it's like cool for my New what, York what's City. What's the cool train? Like maybe the, is it the NQR? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. What's the blue one? Blue one's always been cool. <laughs> is it the 456? I don't, I don't know. Really, I, I literally only ride the 7 train. I know what a cool train. train. L train's cool. L train. Take it to Brooklyn. Yeah. Lower East Side, East the, Village. When we were younger, that's what like smoking blunts in a car was called. Taking an L ride, or maybe it was like that was a joint. I don't know. See, the strokes just bring it out of me. I know, man. <laughs> this track was released on October 28th, 2003. Nice. And it's the first song off their brilliant second record called Room on Fire. Yeah. It's a it's great. It's a great I, album, dude. I, I feel like it was probably like, and I, you know, I don't listen to them as much anymore, but I feel like I really liked the songs on the first record. Yeah. But the second one just felt like they really figured it out, like sonically. Yeah. It sounds so much like bigger. Yeah. They figured out, like, what is the strokes thing yeah. that we do really well? And I think you really really brought it together it sounds like one instrument yeah the vocals the drums mm-hmm. bass guitar everything sounds like it's just like one instrument coming at you it's really cohesive but in in a way where it sounds like a singular voice as opposed right. but like when you start breaking it down it's like they are kind they of are, doing really you, different you're things right. yeah that's the, the sound the drummer's kind of grooving hard and i wanted to ask you like because it sounds like the drummer's like hitting it the music really it sounds you can feel 
that he's hitting it hard, but mm-hmm. it's not that loud. Exactly. And the same with the guitar. It sounds like he's beating the shit out of it. Right. That's the energy that you get, but right. it doesn't sound that way. And what is that? I don't know. You think and I think com- that's why I'm so into their sounds because you're right. Like the drum, like it's so interesting. I feel like it's natural. Mm. Like it's a yeah. it's a rock band being recorded in a room without the the like enhancements of like drum samples and yeah modular like you know guitar things it's just like it just sounds like a band in a room and this is why like sometimes like when you get a band that's really good at playing together like the strokes it's just kind of like the special thing that you can't really duplicate and a lot of it is literally just the way that they play exactly actual instruments exactly but like like it's crazy to me that it just sounds so aggressive, but smooth. Exactly. Really cool. Yeah, that's, that's it's a great feeling too. Like in, in my regular life, it's like I love when uh, like something really intense happens, but I feel calm during it. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like New York City. Like so, like yeah. when I go to New York City, it's really intense, and I understand it's intense. Mm-hmm. But like my sister, who's lived there for man, maybe 12, 13, 14 years. Yeah. New York is really intense, but she walks those streets and rides that bike so yeah. smooth. Because you just because you have to, you kind of have to live it. You got to exactly. like be about it. You got to be able to just like find your inner calm. And they and they have yeah. that. They My have girlfriend that. too, like same thing where she's just like she can handle the heaviest shit, but just be like really chill. And that is kind of cool that it's like part of their sound. It's dude. part I of really New York, like that. And, it, and that's why they were New York's band for the Ugh, longest time. They, they were. Yeah. That always made me hate them, though. You know what I mean? Now well, we respect it. Because it. it was a label. Now it's like, oh, now it's a label <laughs> placed on this thing. And it became really mainstream, you this, know? The song is like a classic album opener, which like we talked about before. The we got to do the bracket. Song, yeah, the, the first, first song is, is so important. And this would mm-hmm. definitely be on the bracket. Yeah, like I remember as a kid, like, the first song was almost always my favorite. Yeah. Because you get you got so fucking excited. You went down to like your CD shop. Yeah. You buy like a CD and like you, you it would take forever to get the damn thing open. Right, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> How do I fucking open it? <laughs> then you'd be like, where am I supposed to dispose of these all this sticky shit to get it open? Right. And then you can finally get it open, you pop it in your CD, you find a CD player walkman, and then like the track one starts. I know. And it just like it was it. Yeah, you're it's right. A, it's like the first scene in the movie. It's, you're right. It's more you're important right. than the you're other right. ones. You're right. No, dude, you're so right. <laughs> the Strokes had hired Radiohead's producer, Niles Goodrich. Oh, sick. But eventually scrapped what they did with him when it proved, quote, soulless. Luke, I wanted to ask you, wow. when, when somebody calls the record soulless, what does that mean sonically? Well, it's, it's kind of like what we were, like, it, it kind of goes back to, like, their sound. It It's like so angsty but so like calm cool and collected that if you don't capture that angst then it, yeah. i don't think it, i don't think it's going to be genuine to them and so, maybe they just did not capture that yeah yeah cuz part of it too is like i think when you're dealing with something as volatile as like a human performance right the ener- the energy and direction in the room really matters you're right so like if they were like trying to play a specific way cuz they were in the room with Radiohead's yeah, exactly, engineer exactly. that could fuck the whole thing up. Yeah. It's like capturing magic is hard. Yeah, and it takes a really special person to be always magical. There are not very many of those people. Yeah, they're, they're all human at the yeah, end yeah. of the day. And <laughs> at the end of the day, it's easier just to fire the producer. And be yeah, like, exactly. It's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Plus, it's like okay, I'm not to like not to be kind of like. I think the worst of people, but I'm having one of those weeks and I'm like, part of me thinks the strokes just wanted to be cool and fire Radiohead's producer. <laughs> cause, cause what they did is they reunited with their original producer, Gordon Raphael. Mm. 
And and like maybe that was the plan all along. Maybe, maybe. Like, yeah. Yeah, they got, there's no such thing as bad press. <laughs> exactly. Not in New York. Dude, imagine if you're a band, you're like, we fucking fired a radiohead right. guy. They, they ain't shit. Right. We'll just do what we were doing. That's better. You're um, right. The track was recorded at TMF in New York City. Hmm. So I'm glad that they did it in New York. This isn't something where it's like, oh, it's such went we're to like Studio New York City, City and it's some like, city. Yeah, they're like, Oh, we were in French. Right. So, right I guess that place right. is called France. We were in Wales. <laughs> so uh, like a few things I need to talk about is there's like such a great rhythm guitar part and you the best. And yeah. Yeah. And there's a great lead guitar part. And they work together. I wanted to wanted to just ask you, like, what's the difference between rhythm and lead guitar other than the obvious thing, which is that one plays lead and one doesn't. Right. What I think what really sticks out about this rhythm guitar is how well I feel like the rhythm guitar anchors the song. Yeah. I don't think the drums and the bass do. I think that rhythm guitar is like the pulse of this song. And I mm. think that's why it's so special. It's so pocketed and and it allows the drums and the bass to kind of grind at their own yeah. gears. Oh, well, let's go with something. We'll go with like a weird tangent from that, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. But like, what do you what do you mean by pocketed? Because I feel like I understand it in the in the context of the song really well. Yeah. Like to me, it's like he is playing something that plays with the tension of time. Exactly. And it's not perfectly in time because the bass is perfectly in time. Right. Which the dude kills it. Like a shout out to the bass player. Yeah. Like pocket is not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. If the guitar was perfectly in time, I don't think it would be yeah. as exciting as it is. But like pocket refers to, like you said, tension against the tension, time, tension, which is yeah. what we're talking about. In terms of people thriving in New York City too, exactly. Yeah, which you is, see, it's all making this sense. Shit is cool. It's all making sense. That's this is what really I've been trying. Song. To, I know it's fucking cool. <laughs> Thanks so much, y'all, for listening to this podcast. Please spread the word about this podcast in real life. Yell it on the seven train or the one that we said was cooler. There ain't one cooler. We're on Instagram and Patreon. We also have a playlist on Spotify with all the songs and episodes from their corresponding seasons. Let us know how we're doing. Thanks for listening to this. 